Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. My heart breaks for the families of those three nine-year-olds. I can't even imagine. I, I have no words. I cannot imagine. And the other three victims. Uh, and the other three victims. But truth be told, I, it's just, it's the family of the nine-year-olds. I can't stop thinking about. That is what is top of mind for me. Full stop. But I'm also worried about the trans community today. Oh, oh, I can hear some in the, oh, he's gone woke. What's this? He's gone woke. He's equating one with the other. Nope, I just don't like what I'm seeing and I don't like what I'm hearing in the coverage so far. Let me try and unwind this. NBC has an exclusive on the Tennessee shooting to which I refer. Six dead, three students, three adults. In, in the death count, as is my habit, I, I don't include the perpetrator. If you want the raw body count, I guess it's seven, not six. But there are there are six victims, three students and three adults. Just horrible. The tragic incident marked America's 129th mass shooting of 2023, according to the Gun Violence Archive. That's a not-for-profit that tracks this sort of thing. The NBC story says, quote-unquote, resentment may have been a factor. The scene is a private Christian school that was founded in 2001, the Covenant School. It's a private Presbyterian school in Nashville. They've got about 200 students in pre-K through sixth grade. The enrollment fluctuates between 195 and 210. They also have 33 teaching faculty members just trying to paint the picture for you. The shooter was a former student a 28-year-old. The shooter brought two AR-style weapons and a handgun to the scene. Apparently, the 28-year-old has no criminal record, was ultimately confronted and killed by local Nashville police. The entire incident, less than 15 minutes. I think 14, 14, 14, 14 minutes and 14 seconds. And Lester Holt from NBC spoke to the chief. The Metropolitan Nashville Police Chief is John Drake. He told Lester Holt, quote, there's some belief that there was some resentment for having to go to that school. We know that the shooter had done extensive planning, had detailed maps, had conducted some surveillance. 
left behind writings, maybe even something that'll be described as a, a manifesto. And I'm sure you've seen it. There's a lot of video or we're just seeing it on a loop. But in what I've seen, you see the perpetrator wearing camouflage pants, a black vest and a backward red baseball cap walking through rooms and hallways with a weapon drawn. And at one point, the shooter can be seen walking in and out of an office. That's the church office. And then down a hallway past the children's ministry as the lights of what appear to be a, a fire alarm flash. And there's this, and you know this as, as well. The shooter was transgender. From the NBC story, there was confusion about the gender identity of the assailant in the immediate aftermath of the attack. Chief Drake said the shooter identified as transgender. Officials used she and her to refer to the shooter. But according to a social media post and a LinkedIn profile, the shooter appeared to identify as male in recent months. Uh, Page one of the Times today in the print edition. There was confusion about the gender identity of the assailant in the immediate aftermath of the attack. Chief Drake said that Audrey Hale identified as transgender officials used she and her to refer to the shooter. And then the line that I just told you with regard to LinkedIn, the six victims. Uh, so tragic. Three nine-year-olds, Evelyn Dykehouse, Hallie Scruggs, William Kinney, the adults, Cynthia Peak, 61 years old, a substitute teacher. Mike Hill, 61, a custodian. Catherine Kuntz, 60, Dr. Kuntz, the head of school. Haley Scruggs, one of the nine-year-olds, the daughter of Chad Scruggs, the pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church, according to a biography that was published online by his former church in Dallas. The chief also said that officials feel that, quote, she identifies as trans, but we're still in the initial investigation into all of that. And if it actually played a role in this incident, by the way, if it played a role in the incident, obviously it's got to be reported and discussed. That's not my concern. I'm seeing that and hearing that many in the media are stumbling over how to report the gender of the shooter. I will probably stumble as well. I'm going to try and just refer to the individual as the shooter. But if I stumble and refer to him when I mean her, or her when I refer meaning him, it's going to be unintentional. It'll be unintentional if I stumble my words. I'm not here to score some perceived political point. But I think that some are. Some are, I think, in deliberately stressing the gender at birth. And here's the theory. Here's the hunch that I have, and you'll tell me I'm wrong. But I think that some are in the process, just beginning now, of trying to take attention away from guns and instead trying to demonize the gender transformation in this case. That's the theory. That's the thesis. Normally, I don't name the shooter. I don't want to create celebrities, and I don't want some some knockoff or wannabe, but I, I will in this case, I already have in this case, because of the relevance to the way in which it's being covered. And I said, police have identified the shooter as Audrey Hale. From ABC, a police spokesperson told ABC News that Hale was assigned female at birth and pointed to a social media account linked to Hale that included use of the pronouns he, him. In a brief phone interview with ABC News, Hale's mother, Norma Hale, said 
It is very, very difficult right now. I think I lost my daughter today. That might be some insight, right? Maybe religious household. Maybe the the family wasn't cool with whatever was going on with, uh, as mom describes, her daughter, right? Her daughter, who apparently was identifying as a male. A neighbor of the family told ABC News that Audrey Hale lived in the family's home with Hale's parents, who the neighbor described as very nice and very religious. More from the Daily Mail. Hale was born female, is believed to have been living as a man called Aiden. But Nashville officials continue to refer to the killer using female pronouns. They've also released footage of Hale carrying out the rampage. I, I have no special knowledge as to cause. I'm sure mental health was a factor. Why do I say that? Because no sane person kills three nine-year-olds, not to mention three adults. And maybe in this case, that mental health issue will be accompanied by gender confusion. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe when, when, they, when they speak here um, in this case, as I, I said, that the, the chief was also talking about resentment being a factor, if I put two and two together, maybe resentment in the way that he was received in the community. I don't know. I don't know. But you can't blame the shooting on transgenders generally or drag shows. Or you're laughing at me. I'm building to something. I'm, I'm not building laughing. to There's something. There's no laughter this I haven't, morning. Well, There's I just no mean, laughter. No, you can laugh at me. You can always laugh at me. I'm just saying... I'm saying this for a reason. And I heard something this morning that kind of set me off on this path. And I may be careful. Okay. And I may be about to be embarrassed and proven incorrect. It's entirely possible because I've asked Dan to pull some audio and he did. Maybe I didn't hear what I thought I heard, but I think I did. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, 
and Judy Woodruff come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. You can't blame the shooting on the transgendered community. You can't blame it on drag shows. And you can't blame it on a society welcoming of either. You'll be interested to know that I I searched the terms crime and transgender today. Just, Just looking for any association, data, research. Here's something that was top of list. It was from UCLA's law school, the Williams Institute. Transgender people are over four times more likely than cisgender to experience victimization, including rape, sexual assault, and aggravated or simple assault, according to a new study by the Williams Institute. In addition, households with a transgender person had higher rates of property victimization than cisgender households. I also did see this. This is interesting. Male to females, male to females, that's not what we have in this case, retained a male pattern regarding criminality. And the same was true regarding violent crime. Um, okay, so what did I hear? Well, here, I'll give you one, ex- one other example, and then I'm going I'm to play the audio for better or worse. New York Post front page today. Headline, transgender killer targets Christian school. Is that accurate? Yes, I presume it's accurate. But I'm seeing something here in the way in which this case potentially could be used by some among us to make their own political point, which I think is way off base. So I'm driving to the studio this morning. It is it's 555 a.m. I'm listening via Sirius XM to Fox News. I'm spinning the dial as I tell you I do because I want to hear what is going on and what are different voices saying. And I didn't like the way in which this was presented. Now, let's see if if my let's see if my recollection is is borne out by the tape, because what I think I heard was some lip service paid to, uh, you know, not blaming the community, but then blaming the community. And throwing in drag shows and throwing in the liberals and the progressives and the woke among us. And I'm thinking, what does any of that have to do with this case? Horrible case. Six people are dead. Perpetrator was apparently transgendered. But what? You're going to blame the whole community and you're going to tie in drag shows? No. But maybe I didn't hear it that way. My recollection, Dan, is that it began with appropriately praising the cops who came in and took out the shooter in under 15 minutes. I want to stop and start. Let's roll it and see. Tommy Larrett lives just minutes from the school where the shooting occurred, and Tommy joins us now. Tommy, your thoughts on the tragedy that has impacted your community? Well, first, I just want to thank our Metro Nashville Police Department because they acted so quickly. They rushed into danger, as police officers do, and they neutralized the threat and they saved countless lives. So first, I just have to say that as a member of this Nashville community, we really are so grateful and appreciative of that police department for what they did. But I'll also say, you know, as the story unfolds, we hope that this story in Nashville continues to get coverage, even when it's not politically convenient for the left. You know, after we heard about the... 
Now, now, now my antenna's up. Okay, now my antenna's up as I'm driving. Wait, wait a minute. We hope it continues to get coverage. Of course, it ought to get coverage. Six people are dead. It's another mass shooting. But, but the the woke and the left are not going to want to talk about it because it's it's what politically inconvenient. For the left, you know, after we heard about the identity of the shooter, who I will remain nameless because I don't think we should be giving these people any notoriety or recognition. But we know that it was a transgender, a biological female that identified as a he him. That's not going to be politically convenient for the left to discuss. But if we're going to talk about gun control. Hang on a second. What does that mean? It's not going to be convenient. And then you you heard her begin to say, but if but if we're going to begin to talk about gun control. So, you know, I'm driving, listen to this, I'm saying, oh, wait a minute. So we shouldn't talk about gun control. Instead, by implication, what I think she's saying, by the way, the tape so far is the way I remember it. Got it, as okay? you're driving in. So instead, I think what she's she's setting the stage for is we shouldn't talk about gun control. We ought to instead be focused on what the left, I'm not a part of the left, by the way, whatever that might mean, I'm not a part of it. Instead, let's talk about what the left doesn't want, which is what, Tam- Tommy, Tammy, Tommy, the, 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 uh, uh, the transgendered status of the shooter. Here's more. That's not going to be politically convenient for the left to discuss. But if we're going to talk about gun control and a gun grab, we need to talk about mental health. We need to talk about all of the factors that could have taken place here. And we also need to talk about the anti-Christian, anti-religious rhetoric that is so popular and mainstreamed right now, really cheer-led by the left. That needs to be part of this conversation. I hope the heat will remain on this story in Nashville and it won't be dropped. I, just can because- I stop it again? I, I don't know what the anti-Christian conversation is to which she refers there's a poll that just came out the wall street journal has it i'll talk about it maybe not today but soon about how people are less religious and less patriotic and less involved in their community i don't like any of that i don't know what else she's referencing there if i figure it out i'll tell you here's more I hope the heat will remain on this story in Nashville and it won't be dropped just because the left doesn't want to talk about all of the variables that occurred. Yeah, we have so many unanswered questions. We need to put the pieces together to figure out what the motive was, figure out if there were motives to the extent that you described them. There are so many questions that we do need answers to. Yeah, and we know the suspect identifies as transgender, but police haven't said if that has any role in the shooting. But here's what former FBI Special Agent Jonathan Gilliam told us earlier. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen. With somebody who has mental illness, you're not. Uh, the the motivation may uh, be uh, completely uh, unbased or based in uh, false reality. They do not understand who they are or what their gender or sexuality is because of the way that society has changed, and we're supporting these things, and it's causing mass confusion to the point that people are going out and killing. Until we okay, start stop looking it, stop at- it, stop it. That's it. That's what just caused me to drive off the road. And I'm going con- to continue to play this. But So now there's a guy who's introduced with, with an FBI credential. You heard what he said, right? Like, like society is, they don't know who they are. There's confusion. We're supporting them. I actually, Dan, it's so important. I want to replay that. I want to replay this clip because this is the one that really fired me up to, to because I think what's being asserted here is that society is welcoming individuals who are confused about their gender. And this is the result. 
the result is a 28-year-old who goes back to a elementary school, private elementary school that's Christian-affiliated and kills six people. Well, let's listen to that again. With somebody who has mental illness, you're not, uh, the, the motivation may uh, be uh, completely uh, unbased or based in uh, false reality. They do not understand who they are or what their gender or sexuality is because of the way that society has changed. And we're supporting these things, and it's causing mass confusion to the point that people are going out and killing. Until we start to looking— To the point that people are going out and killing. And, and if my memory serves correct, there's a drag show reference— about to be said. Let's hear. To the point that people are going out and killing. Until we start looking at this for really for the reality of what it is, we are going to continue to have these types of attacks. Tommy, your thoughts on Gilliam's comments there? Well, he's exactly right. And I'll also say this. I am not a fan of blaming an entire community of people for the actions of one. However, so I'm not saying that the trans community but, is responsible for this. But, that would be irresponsible and reckless to say. But I will say this. We need to have said, a discussion about mental illness in this country, especially okay. as it pertains to young people. We also need to have a discussion about how the left has talked about our new bills here in Tennessee that prevent drag shows for children, that drag prevent shows. those gender mutilation, uh, trans surgeries gender for mutilation. adolescents. That has been demonized to such a great extent in the last few weeks. We know we have a right. manifesto, but I will I'm also not gonna, say- I'm not going to blame the transgender community, but can we please talk about drag shows? This was my this was my trip to work. This was my trip to work today. So what what were the first things that I said to everybody today? My heart breaks for the families of the three nine-year-olds and the other three victims. Full stop. Full stop. In this case, the perpetrator... The perpetrator was transgendered, and that is a part of the case and a part of the conversation that needs to take place. But my antenna are up because I see that a gun conversation, yeah, I see it on the monitors right now, a gun conversation is going to be diverted into a conversation about drag shows and gender mutilation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we can't let that happen. Sure, we can have a conversation in which everything's on the table. But the first the first commentary that I heard was one of they're going to come for your gun uh, when instead we ought to be talking about these things. I'm concerned about transgendered folks. And by the way, to, to the, the gentleman whose voice was in that clip with the FBI credential, this is because society has changed. We should what change to, to being less welcoming and, and instead drive a whole community back into the closet. You, you think that society was better served then? Come on. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com.
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Susan, you are in Kingsport, Tennessee. Sad that this is your state. Hi. Well, yeah, Michael, I'm a frequent listener and caller. Um, Very sad. The first thing I did was call my son who has three school age children and I said it's happened again. Um, I was just waiting and sad to hear that they would bring that transgender, um, drag queen thing, just they just flopped it right in, and I was really concerned that that would happen. You know, the, we have so many issues here that, that Governor Lee could deal with. We're 46 in mental health uh, services, 30, late 30s in, in public education, and, and they're concerned about drag queen shows, and I'm just, and the gun issue here is absolutely horrible so i've been, just, I've been meaning that. i've been <laughs> meaning i've been meaning to do a, a a drag show segment in fact there was somebody that we'd reached out and invited a week or two ago just because i wanted to know why all of a sudden uh, is this getting such prominence you know why is and and i can only imagine now after what i heard and what i played from uh, my car ride this morning that it'll be even more heightened attention paid to that which is a shame. And Look, have, I, I, and I think it's... So, we have so I'm many sorry, more finish. issues that are more important. Yeah, oh I, I, want, I, I don't want anything being kept out of the public domain on this story. Uh, everything is, is going to be relevant as to motive. But come on, don't go twisting it for a, a political purpose. Abraham, greetings in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Hi. Hi, yeah, I checked CNN.com last night and this morning... And as far as I can tell, they have very studiously avoided identifying the shooter as trans. So I have this problem where I see on the right they're trying to tie the issues together, the violence and the trans issue. But then I see on CNN they're not even telling their readers that the shooter is trans. I find that I'm not not, a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish. well, I'm just a little bit troubled that you seem way more vexed by one of those issues than the other. And I'm well, wait a minute, wait both. a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm a guy sitting here addressing specifically the issue that you claim CNN is not addressing. So give me credit for addressing all of it. That's number one. Number two, I, I, I'm a little disbelieving of you. If you're right that CNN is not mentioning that in any of its coverage. That is a mistake. 
go ahead and fire me if if uh, if if that's the the punishment for speaking again. But I I find that very hard to believe. Abraham, are you sure? I want all of your view- listeners to look it up and see if any of those CNN articles identify this shooter. Right, as hang trans. on, stay on the I line because TC. Hang on, TC is waving at me. So Abraham, I'm reading the main CNN article and it says. So far, little is known about the shooter. Hale graduated from Nasi College of Art and Design in Nashville last year. The president of the school confirmed to CNN and worked as a freelance graphic designer and a part-time grocery shopper, a LinkedIn profile says. Police have referred to Hale as a, quote, female shooter. And at an evening news conference added Hale was transgender. Well, Hale well, used uh, male Ab- pronouns Ab- on Ab- social media profiles. Abraham, come on. Don't, don't be given false okay, information. Maybe, maybe that was just posted because I looked very carefully. And I'm telling you, CNN tried very hard not to put that news out until very recently. I am Believe disbelieving. I'm, not, I'm am- not lying to you. I looked very carefully. TC just told me it's the lead story. Come on. As between when the two of you, respectfully, I'm, I'm Well, I, I, okay, she's going to answer your question, but whatever that is, I would have to know what did the prior version say. So it says uh, Noreen Shalili posted it at 8.46 a.m. this morning. Now, he's going to say, okay. well, it was just posted, but I'm sure a prior version yeah. reported that. Anyway, okay. All right. Uh, Liz is in San Antonio. Hi, Liz. Greetings. Uh, yes, uh, very infuriated to hear about the FBI saying that uh, people who are in the trans community or the LGBTQI are violent because they don't have any idea who they are, which is not the case. You are very correct in stating that um, most of the community, when you look at the trans community, are victims of violence instead of being the perpetrators of violence. And the thing that is more infuriating to me about the right is, of course, they're going to link these two. And then they always talk about mental health. And as I, who was a mental health therapist who works in a very conservative red state, do very little to support or provide funding for mental health. I think they want to avoid having a conversation about guns. And so the, the, the trans issue, if that's the proper way to even bring it up in this context, is going to be the diversion. And I heard it before the sun even came up today, before this, as I've proven in the tape that I played. Just one fact correction, because I don't want somebody to leave this program thinking the FBI is taking that position. It's one guest whose voice you heard, whose credentials included some type of an, a prior FBI affiliation. It is not the position of the FBI. If the facts of this case turn out to be that this transgendered shooter felt unwelcome in this Christian community and that was part of the motivation and said so in a manifesto, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera that's not going to change anything that I've said. Right. I, you, you won't be calling me tomorrow and saying, well, what do you say now? Because my whole premise is don't go blaming this on society being too welcoming of individuals in a. Uh, gender change or drag shows or a woke society, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm confident of this. In the end, it's going to be out the same thing it always is. Too many guns and mental health. Too many guns in the wrong hands. That's the thesis. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.